Hello and welcome to episode 6 of One Sporting Way. My name is Riley and as always, I am joined by my wonderful co-hosts Dave and Remy. Remy, how you doing? What are you drinking? Guys, this is the first week it didn't spill. Yes! We are professional podcasters. I would be clapping if it weren't for the fact that sounds terrible on the mic. Yeah, uh, episode six, technically episode seven with our test episode, but here we are. Finally, Remy did not spill her drink. I'm drinking my favorite that I've mentioned on the podcast before. It's the Golden Road Mango Cart beer. It's my absolute favorite. I'm doing well. I just got back from Chicago for a work conference, and I actually saw the New York City FC team at the Chicago airport, and I was really, really bummed. I did not have any sporting gear on or anything that said, follow us at one sporting way. Um, I think that would have been pretty funny. We basically need walking billboard t-shirts now in case we run into any soccer players. Let's get this merch going. All I want is one bumper sticker. (laughs) That's the limit of my expressiveness when it comes to self-promotion. I was so off guard when I saw them in the airport. I'm like, why would you even think about coming here? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm in Chicago. Like, oh, yeah, they're playing Chicago Fire tomorrow. It's fine. Nice. Dave, how you doing? What are you drinking? I am doing great. I'm drinking Boulevard uh, Ginger Lemon Rattler, um, which, Mm. as I've mentioned before, this is one of my favorites. Uh, for the summer. Yeah. And I'm doing good trying to think what all's been happening. I had my first ever experience of being called in as an emergency plus one to a wedding last night. Not going to say whose wedding, not going to say whose plus one I was to protect their privacy, but (laughs) that's pretty dumb because it was Remy. And yeah, it was really fun. Um, (laughs) But it was so weird. Where are you going with this? I just, okay, it was weird because I just constantly felt so sheepish like I shouldn't be there. Like I felt like a wedding crasher. I had to tell everyone my name was Miranda the whole time, you know, in case they tried to like root out the wedding crashers. Yep, that happens nowadays. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Dave, but you didn't like get in a fight with the groom or something, did you? I did not, no. Then you're good. I actually knew the bride and groom just not very well, which actually somehow that made me feel even more sheepish about crashing their wedding. Because if it had been just two like total randos who I'd like never met before, it'd be like, oh, whatever. I'll just be another face in the crowd that they don't know. But I knew there was going to be a point in time where they just like glance out over the crowd and they're going to have the thought like, what the hell is Dave doing here? (laughs) Um, And I'm sure it happened. Yeah, shout out to Bailey and Isaac. I grew up playing soccer with Bailey all throughout, like from five years old to high school. And it was actually really cool because they, you know how like the bridal party will do intros into the reception with like a song or something special. They came into the shots song by LMFAO and we were like, are we at a sporting game right now? And they actually threw out like those little bottles of fireball. Oh, heck yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Wow, I'm sad I missed it. But on the downside, they had the nerve to not show the game at the wedding reception. So we only caught the second half of the game. But no, I'm totally kidding. It was an awesome like wedding reception. They just, you know, didn't have the sporting game on. So no (laughs) one's perfect. But how about you, Riley? What are you drinking and how are you doing? Wow, I said that like Joey from Friends. How you doing? How you doing? How you drinking? 
as I said, I, I decided to get a little bit more exciting and drink some South Carolina beer. So I'm drinking the Gold Nail from Copper River Brewing Company out of Charleston. That sounds fun. And confirmed it is a very good beer. Looks and sounds delicious. Yeah, this can's got a cool pelican on it. It looks nice. I'm into it. Uh, Does it have grains well. of sand in there? Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> living living near a beach, sand in your beer is the worst thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Because you, you take a drink and then it's like crunchy. Mm, and it's not add nice. Add a little texture. Mm, add a little texture. Help the beer go down. <laughs> Riley, what's new with you? I start my new teaching job tomorrow, which is super exciting. And I'll have, you know, less free time. But I'm excited for the structure. I'm excited to get back to work because I love what I do. And I teach eighth graders. And everyone that listens to this just groaned at, at why I could be excited about that. But I love eighth graders. I'm excited to get back to it. And um, yeah, that's that's really what's new with me. Some of my favorite teachers ever were my eighth grade teachers. Yeah, I mean, and year. don't forget the millions of eighth grade listeners we have who definitely didn't groan at that. So. Yes, we have so many eighth grade. Why do we have so many eighth graders listening to the <laughs> These pod, analytics Dave? are crazy. I don't understand. Dave, have you been going to the middle school and promoting again? Like assembly? <laughs> Please do not spread that rumor. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> you just go to their like pep assemblies and you're like one sporting way. Or or just like volunteer for everything. Like I'm like the crossing guard. People walk across and like <laughs> listen to our podcast. <laughs> Instead of stop. He's like the person that wears the like vest and will like open cars in the drop off and pick up. I feel like now we need to design at least a t-shirt. That way, like, we at least have a One Sporting Way t-shirt and we can start, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I want. Do I want a polo? Do I want a nice Honestly, maybe, like, an apron. A nice <gasps> One Sporting Way apron. I like that. Don't joke. I wear an apron all the time. Okay. Let's dive into this last week because it was honestly it was a it, it was a it was a good week of soccer. Um, we started off up ba da ba da ba I'm joking, guys. It's time for term of the week. I was ready for the ding. At the yeah. end. Uh, the, well, it changes you were so every ready, week. why didn't you do it? Because he started talking and I was oh. sad. It's not too late. I'll just move it in editing. <laughs> Perfect. All right. And you'll put that right here. Yep. Ding. Our term of the week is howler. Howler? Everyone knows what that is, right? No, what the heck? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't trying to be a jerk. I just, okay, nope. Yeah. Dave no, that's sucks. a super, that's a super obscure one that I just happen to know. Okay. What the hell? I have a feeling I'm about to be up three to one. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Dave, why have you heard of all of these? I don't know. Okay. Honestly, this one's where did, pretty Wait, common. before I give my guess, Dave, tell us where you heard this term. I mean, okay. I will say. Just as a as a hint to Remy, there was a very famous howler that occurred during the 2010 World Cup match between the USA and England. You know, I've never been one to like remember statistics from games from like 11 years ago. So I don't know if that's much of a hint, but... That's fair. Once I explain it, you'll remember though. Okay. Okay. I feel like it's not something obvious because Dave also said it was really obscure. So it's I was not... just trying to. Okay, it's sorry. Nope, I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> it's not that okay. obscure. A howler. Okay, I don't know. I for some reason I can't stop picturing like a howler monkey. 
Mm, I don't. You nailed it. No, I can't be like, that's another goal celebration where they just scream like a howler monkey. That's not (laughs) it. Um, I don't know. I'll just take a guess and say a howler is a shot that goes into the goal from like behind midfield, like a freaking howler. I don't know. Honestly, you're pretty damn close. Okay, cool. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Dave, what is it? A howler is just a terrible goalkeeping error. So, I mean, really, I think technically a howler can be a terrible error of any kind, not even just soccer, but it almost always gets used to describe goalkeepers letting in really easy shots. So that's where, like, you know, for example, Carly Lloyd's World Cup goal from behind midfield where the keeper kind of tripped and that's stumbled. What, okay, and, that's what I was picturing. I'm like, fell if, down. How, yeah. if anything's a howler, that's what it was. Or shout out to former goalkeeper Andy Grunenbaum, his famous goal when he was playing for uh, the New England Revolution, the goalkeeper scored on him. Oh, no. Wait, what? Okay, he lives in the Kansas City area, and I would like to get him on our podcast at some point, so let's not discuss that any further. All right. This has been Obscure Soccer Knowledge with Dave. I'm getting clobbered in this. All right, let's dive in. Well, now, Dave, you are now up three to one. I know. I'm like, maybe we should just rethink this segment because I'm getting clobbered. <laughs> hey, we can all we can sunset any segments we want. If it gets too bad, we'll just we'll, when we'll he get gets Dave when he gets to ten, we gotta we gotta rethink some things. Okay, I, I think like that's it. fair. We can we can do sporting knowledge because then Remy will wipe the floor with me because you know all the like old school like I only moved here in like 2012, so all the old school sporting knowledge you're just gonna like have me totally beat. Or I can become the host of Term of the Day. I mean, I could name about any player on any roster, but like I said, the stats thing from like this this happened this game on this day, it just goes out the second I watch it. All right. So let's dive into great job, guys. Da da ba ba dip boop. Ding. There it is. All right, I've got it now. I'm going to edit it back to the earlier one, too. <laughs> I love it. All right, so we had two games this week. Uh, we had Sporting at LAFC with an amazingly fun game to watch with a 4-1 win. And then we had a game at Colorado that ended in a nil-nil draw. I know we've got a lot of thoughts on both of these games. And so I'm going to let Dave kind of start off with the SKC versus LA game. What were your thoughts? Here's what I think. That game was so cathartic in so many ways after the frustrating loss to Dallas sporting did to LAFC what my dad did after I stole a bunch of Capri Sun as a kid and tried to hide it in his rain boot which is to say spanked them and hold on stop you you tried to hide Capri Suns inside of your dad's rain boot there's a lot to unpack here. You mean so that he would step on it and it would explode? No. So I drank the Capri Sun and then I hid the empty containers because I didn't have a good place to put them. I knew if I just threw them in the trash, I'd get caught. And I knew I was stealing, even though I was young, I still knew it was wrong. So I tried to hide them in his like oversized like rain overboots. In a hope that he would never put his foot in them again. <laughs> I was not using those critical thinking skills. It was a dr- it was the dry season. There was a drought going on. So actually that was a good call. Yeah, honestly, there probably was. I think the the comparison holds up cuz Sporting spanked them. Now, 
the differences are Sporting did not make LAFC listen to a little speech about how this hurts us more than it hurts you guys, or you shouldn't have blamed it on your little brother because he's not even tall enough to reach the Capri Sun box, <laughs> or you knew I would shake this boot out to check for scorpions and I would see the Capri Sun. You know, not all of that entered into play, but like I said, it was just awesome to see Sporting just roll over like one of the like wannabe top tier MLS teams. Dave, the more you were telling that story, the less confident I felt talking about this game. I was like, where are you going with this? I think just because it's such a perfect encapsulation of all the in-game action, you know? I mean, when the shoe fits, wow. Yet another layer. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking now and let (laughs) Remy provide some actual analysis. But yeah, I could I could talk more about the you know the Shelton situation and whatnot. But no, we can start there. I mean, first of all, my favorite guy is back, Polito, with the with the zinger in the 20th minute. Oh my gosh. I didn't realize how much I missed having him up front until... If he didn't put that goal in... Yeah, that was about the easiest goal Polito has scored so far for Sporting. I would have been so sad had that not (laughs) gone in. But you know, like we... I mean, people miss shots like that all the time just because of the pressure. And, you know, when you have a near open goal like that, there's so much pressure more than, you know, like... You don't realize unless yeah, you've like I mean, been in that Polito. situation, but it's also Polito and he's like, don't get me wrong. I would have shanked it. He's the best thing since sliced bread, but like, let's not be dramatic. That felt a little dramatic, but what I loved about it was we had, I mean, Polito on that goal we got to see. And I know we, we kind of got on our soapbox last week. Kyrie Shelton took a hit to make that yeah. goal happen. Like had he not been in that position, the goal never would have happened. And I know you guys and, and, everyone was kind of debating about like, okay, that goalkeeper took him out. Like yeah. it was not, he wasn't going for, he wasn't trying to head it out. He wasn't trying to kick it out. Like he was just trying to take Kyrie Shelton out. Yeah. See, I don't think he was trying to take Kyrie Shelton out. I think he was trying to get to the ball and then just like super misjudged it and ended up plowing through Kyrie Shelton so I don't think it was like malicious I don't think he was like standing on his line and he was like oh I'm gonna come out and obliterate that guy I do think it should have been a red card though I don't know what do you guys think oh I definitely think it should have been a red card when I first watched the highlights I was like well that's a really like shitty position to put Kyrie in I mean because first he gets sandwiched between the two defenders so like it's not like he could have gotten out of the way anyway if he saw the keeper coming and he wouldn't have in that position but he's sandwiched between two defenders, and then the keeper is actually outside of the box. So I don't know if he was, if like Dave said, he just misjudged where the ball was in comparison to the box, but he couldn't punch it out. He couldn't kick yeah, it because was it was in the, the air. He wasn't mm-hmm. in a position, like his body was not about to head the ball. So really the only thing he was trying to do was just like get in Shelton's way and like he was running at him. So knowing he would collide with him. I mean, malicious like intent or not, like he knew he what he was doing there because he didn't even go for the ball. Yeah, I, I just remember watching the game and one like being legitimately concerned for for Shelton. I mean, he looked like he had taken a real shot to the head. Like he came up and it looked like he had some blood maybe on his head. I, I do have no confirmation of that, but I was impressed that he kept playing, whether that was good or not for him. I was impressed by his ability to get back up and keep going. I know now 
We knew he wasn't available for the Colorado game. He was in the hospital. We don't know why, but he was out with what they're calling an abdomen injury. So, which was surprising because I figured he'd be out with a concussion. So I was just thoroughly impressed with him in, the, in that in that game, especially in that moment. But as far as the card goes, I have no idea. I I, I tend to trust the the referee's decision, and whether it was a red or yellow, at least we got some kind of discipline out of it because it was reckless for sure. It's just scary, and I I know we love to hate on Shelton a little bit as a player. But, you know, we never want to see anyone get hurt, no matter what team you're on. And I I just hope he's okay. And he was a real trooper out there. So I was really proud of him. Yeah. We've all seen someone slide in and try to win the ball, but their foot just misses the ball and catches someone like mid-shin. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, just because you didn't mean to, you know, maybe break this guy's leg. Like, it can still be a red card if it's a bad enough challenge. And I think that's what it was. I mean, just totally nowhere near the ball. If he didn't realize Shelton was there, I don't know. It was pretty bad, though. Well, some of the other things I want to make sure we get to about this game. First off, uh, Graham Zuzi had two assists, and that ki- the goal from uh, Daniel Shallowy was a thing of pure beauty. It looked like a video game. <laughs> it did. It looked like we were playing FIFA out there and just the the clinicalness that he is playing with right now and we're going to he is totally deserving of his all-star oh, yeah. game appearance that he's going to get. That kid is on fire and Graham with the two assists, Luis Martinez getting the goal off of the Daniel Shallowy assist. Like, I mean, come on. You this kid cannot be stopped right now. Yeah, I was like, I think I rewatched Daniel's goal about four times in a row because I was just so impressed with how he can make space in the box with just like tiny quick cuts back and forth. And just somehow on that goal, he made enough space for himself to be wide open in the box, just like mere feet from the goal. And that takes he's playing like double his age with the experience level. I'm just like floored that he is just so mature as a player right now it's like one of those weird things where i almost want to just like talk about kinda or you know these other like emerging players because shallowy's out there kicking ass and i don't know about you guys but i almost don't even notice now because it's like oh well of course you know he's like the ace of the rotation in baseball that you just take for granted besides alan polito yeah alan polito is another one but I'm surprised Alan Pulido didn't get an all-star nod, to be honest. But here's the thing. When when Alan Pulido scores, it's amazing, and I love seeing it. And I'm always like, yes, when there have been times, nice, when uh, when <laughs> Daniel scores, where I'm like, yep, yep, that, that, that just happened again. Of course like, he would. Yeah. So, though I agree, Pulido, I'm surprised he didn't at least get like a sub nod for the, for the all-star team. Daniel deserves it more than anyone that I've seen in a hot minute. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Daniel is absolutely killing it. And let's give a quick shout out uh, with the 4-1 win at LA, which is not an easy place to go and play at any time of the year. Peter Vermees now has his 200th win in his career as a Sporting Kansas City head coach. Woo! That is so many more wins than I have as a Sporting Kansas City head coach. It's exactly 200 more than you have. It's staggering (laughs) how much more successful he's been. But hey, our podcast is like climbing up there in like undefeated games. So that's pretty yeah. good too. I mean, we should be keeping track of our win loss record as a podcast. Oh at my least gosh, for that's now, a good idea. It's super positive. Yeah. Right now, we're doing great. 
we've got like only one loss. I want to say one draw and like maybe four or five wins. I don't know. We can add it up. We'll start bragging about it as long as it's good. <laughs> well, it won't ever not be good because sporting will be good forever. No. no Amen to that. Yeah. Let's Thank not you. jinx anything. Yeah. Like you jinxed the U.S. women's national team. Me? <laughs> Yeah, you went you went on and on, and then they lost three nil to Sweden. Yeah, uh, and I, I've I've been forgetting to give you shit about that. Okay, well <laughs> we're talking about sporting right now. So anyway, Riley, okay. let's talk about the Colorado game. Yeah, let's not let, let's let's not get bogged down in that. This is a sporting KC podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah, not a give Remy shit podcast. That's a good. That's point. my other podcast. We'll do that after we stop recording. <laughs> uh, SKC Colorado game ended in a nil nil draw. The highlights of that game, first off, Tim Melia, I said it last week, and I'm going to keep saying it this week. That dude is playing the best soccer of his life right now. And I'm like still sad that he didn't get a nomination for the All-Star game. Even after he was duped for the Gold Cup roster, I was just like, when is Tim going to get his big break? I'm just, I'm, I still have hope for it. I do as well. And I, I wish he would have gotten at least the gold cup. I, I know they were going for a younger team, but I mean, come on, at least give him the backup keeper, get him out there with the team. He deserves it. The guy has come through a lot. Yeah. I mean, with how Turner played in that tournament, it's hard to say he should have been the starter, but yeah, I, I agree. I mean, give him some love. We all want Melia to get all the love in the world. Just come yes. On. And I know I wanted to talk to you guys about this game felt weird from the get go for me. Mostly because, I mean, we had, you know, we had the opportunity to have Pulido out there. We had the opportunity to put, you know, Cameron Duke out there. Like, our starting 11 looked super weird this game. We played in a 3-4-3, which I don't know the last time I've seen Sporting play with three defenders. We had, you know, Barber and Harris were out there getting their kind of like, they're finally starting to get into that starting lineup. But my question to you guys is why are we giving Barber and Harris this, this call up in this game instead of giving them playing time during like, I don't know, when we're up for nothing against L.A. to start getting them into the lineup? Well, Dave, you had mentioned that we just have like sporting has a ton of games and a really short amount of time. So maybe he's just trying to save some legs so that we're not completely exhausted by the end of that run. But I, I mean... Usually when that happens, I feel like teams start relatively the same team and then they kind of switch it up based on different subs. But I, I kind of agreed. And something else too, and I think, Riley, the the weird starting lineup kind of plays a part in it. But I've noticed that sporting will kind of have a bit of a rough game for our usual level of high play and then come back and completely dominate the next game and then go back to playing just kind of okay. Like Mm -hmm. we saw that with our Seattle domination and then we went around or turned around and lost to Dallas, a lower ranked team. And then, you know, now we dominated against LAFC only to kind of play in a bit of a snoozer, in my opinion, against Colorado. Yeah. I really do think it's about squad rotation. I've got the, uh, like schedule sporting KC schedule spreadsheet open and it looks like from you know July 31st to September 3rd so just over a month there are nine games so I think Peter Vermees is really conscious of that he's probably trying to give guys like Johnny Russell Graham Zusi a lot of those guys some rest I mean I don't think Daniel Shallow even started this game. And so it looks like, you know, with the formation, it looks like maybe 
they just wanted to rest the like he just wanted to rest the midfield. We only really had two true midfielders, and then we had Lindsay and Dia on like the wing back. So maybe it was about trying to rest the midfield, but I really do think it's about like rotation and just getting everyone like a a night off because they are just like going to be putting on so many miles. I mean, that that makes absolute sense to me. In my mind, that game would be the next game against Leon. Like that's the game to get your young guys some some playing time, because in the end, and I think Sporting's kind of lived by this mantra for a while of though we love these international games, we love to go to these tournaments, our number one goal is to win the MLS Cup every year. That is the trophy that matters. Yeah, I wouldn't even say Peter Vermees loves those international tournaments. I think he just treats them like throwaway games, like traditionally, which I don't mind. I mean, you know, but yeah, no, it'll be interesting. I bet it will be a pretty young lineup for that game. Oh, I agree. And I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah, Riley, you make a good point of like use those other games or like games against lower ranked teams to try to switch things up, especially if it's an entire formation shift because we're in the second half of the season. so. You know, to me, something like this should have happened a lot earlier while you're, where you're trying to figure out your capabilities for the entire year. But, you know, we're into August now. We only have a couple more months until the postseason tournament starts. So I kind of do hope we have some stability there because seeing all these new players is great to a degree, but also it, you know, they don't they haven't had as much time to cohesively play together. I agree. And if you want to if you want to start someone like like Grayson Barber, put him out there with with Daniel and Johnny so that he's got someone to play off of that, you know, is going to bring that high level of play. So if that if he suffers, you're not you're not your entire team isn't going to, you know, I agree. It was kind of a snoozer of a game like there wasn't a lot of attacking. We had zero shots on goal. We just did not look good on the front end. It was a little bit sporadic again, kind of like in the Dallas game. That was the word I think I used. It just seems like they never really got into a good rhythm is all. Part of me, um, we might talk about transfers, but part of me wishes they'd spent a little bit of that money on like attackers. Because if you look at our roster, the only forward we were really like the only forwards we were really holding out were Shallowy and Russell. So it's like, it does feel a little bit like we're kind of thin. I mean, we've got Remy Walter playing out of position and then we got to call up Grayson Barber and that's just because of one injury and two guys being held out. So well, it feels almost like just transfer. our roster. Yeah, but he's he's more of a defensive mid. I think we could have had it not been for the fact that the Busio transfer happened on the last day and kind of the dying embers of the transfer window. Like there yeah, just wasn't we knew enough it time. Was coming. We knew it was coming. I mean, Peter Vermees and like the office, like they they knew they were losing Busio. They were just trying to iron out the details, don't you think? Oh, I agree, but those details allow you to choose who you're gonna go out and get. Yeah. I mean, I we guess went they what, didn't know from, how much money they were getting. What what when we first talked about it, it was what, like three million dollars and ended up worth predicted somewhere around like eleven million dollars. And so got a lot more money to spend there. So, Riley, in your fundraiser, you had to give back the $4 million you raised to the contributors. You know what? And thank you to all of our listeners who sent me up to $4 million. Um, <laughs> up to. It was all in checks, and so I will be keeping all of it. Thank you so much. Oh, there you go. If Riley is not on our next episode, it's because he got arrest- arrested for some weird government issue. 
Or he's kicking back on some beach in the Caribbean because his plan <laughs> works. possible. His class is just sitting there waiting for their teacher to arrive. You guys <laughs> will see me recording and I'll be on a in a hammock. Buys a hotel on the beach and he's just like taking a speedboat out every morning. I just watched a documentary on Netflix all about like the biggest, they were called the cocaine cowboys. <laughs> and they like basically ran the cocaine industry in Miami for like 20 years. Why did I think for one second that was an MLS team? Like for the half a second, Cowboys. I was like, wait, have I heard Inter of Miami's backup team name? <laughs> <laughs> the Miami Cocaine Cowboys. No. Uh, but everything you just described, living in a hotel, driving speedboats, laying around, is everything that they did. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, apparently I become a drug dealer when I get $4 million, according to Remy. You missed out, man. But you can always just go after Busio in the winter transfer window. Oh, I'll try and bring him back. That's what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Okay. There's still hope. There's still hope for Busio. All right, so we have one last bit of news to talk about with Busio gone to Venencia with that deal finalized. Um, we have Jose Mauri coming in as uh, another defensive midfielder presence. Uh, a much-needed spot to fill, though. Do you guys have any thoughts on him? If he is, like, being transferred in to replace... Busio, I don't think he's gonna like fill those shoes. So I'm kind of interested to see like what role he's going to play, especially since, like I said, we're already in the second half of the season. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, how old is this guy? I'm kind of curious about. Yeah, that. Uh, he is 25 years old, coming out of. He played for AC Milan, Parma, and Empoli. I think I did see he had a lot of Italian background, but. Yeah, so, you know, at, at 25, I don't think Peter Vermees is thinking that, like, he is Busio. Kind of the way I read the situation, I'm curious to see if you guys think the same thing, is like, okay, Elie is the new defensive midfielder, and then we're bringing yep. in Maori is like, he's a like-for-like like swap for Busio, but the transfer fee is so much lower, it makes me think he's just there to provide depth and kind of push Elie in that defensive mid like playmaking role. Yeah. If I've learned anything when it comes to transfers and when it comes to building our lineup, you just got to trust Peter. Like he knows what he's doing and he always seems to, to have a plan in mind for the team. And it's also kind of the unique aspect of being like an MLS fan, because pretty much every time your team signs someone like you will never have heard of them. Whereas like a lot of times if you're a fan of like Bayern Munich, like their signings a lot of times are like household names and like everyone has an opinion on them, whether they're going to be a good fit. Everyone knows all their stats. But yeah, it is kind of interesting with MLS. You're just like, okay, well, Sporting KC's scouting department knows a thousand times more about this guy than I do. Like you said, Riley, it's just kind of like, all right, I trust him. I don't know anything about Jose Maury. I don't know. We're a pretty official podcast, so like. No, that's true. I mean, our scouts are far and wide, but I just don't want to tip the hand too soon. All right, Dave, what do we got coming up this week? Yes, yeah, so this week we've got two games, which is a theme. Like we said, during this stretch, just games come in thick and fast. So they've got a game against Leon coming up. Should be a good game, although I am skeptical if Peter cares about the result so we'll see how that one goes um that one is wednesday and then saturday sporting takes on fc dallas which it feels like we just played them we did um, last time week. to get revenge 
Yeah, I mean, that game, oh, that game sucked. I need a palate cleanser after that one. And the Lyon game is on ESPN2. So for all of those out there who don't Ooh. like Bally Sports, you can just watch it on cable. My recommendation is to go to the Peanut, have three wings and fries, and watch the Sport in Kansas City game. Because it's the one thing I miss, like the one restaurant I miss in South Carolina is the Peanut Wings. Really? Well, with yes. all of your checks really? coming in, Riley, you should just like build one. Build, oh, I can franchise the Peanut here. Mm-hmm. I would have thought you'd miss like barbecue or something. It is my here's the thing. Everywhere I love Kansas City barbecue. Don't get me wrong, but we have found some good barbecue here in South Carolina too. Oh. But there's nowhere that has wings as good as the Peanut. You're gonna get us canceled talking in positive terms about Carolina barbecue on a Sporting Kansas City podcast. All of our listeners know I live in South Carolina, and there are benefits to that, like being able to watch every sporting game on espn plus okay now you're just being a jerk (laughs) rubbing it in again and i get cool different beers now i do also miss boulevard i when you mentioned you were drinking the rattler i it made me hurt inside that i haven't gotten to drink the rattler this summer all right remy where can people find us on instagram i did not want to sing it this time i'm trying out some new things yeah you can follow us at one sporting way pod or if you want to send us any comments or questions or just some fun tidbits you can send us an email at one sporting way pod at gmail.com tell us whether you think romero should have gotten a red card for fouling shelton the answer is yes or duh i love it all right Guys, this every week, thank you for potting with me. This is so fun. This is like a highlight of my week every week is getting to talk to you guys about sporting. I look forward Aww. to it as well, honestly. Yeah, BFF. <laughs> Keep tuning in. Tell a friend. Leave a, leave a podcast review. Share us on your Instagram. Share us on your Snapchats. All that good stuff. And especially, come back and join us next week down here at One Sporting Way. Ding. <laughs>